Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, overall thoughts on what we saw on Saturday. Good energy, good focus, good bounce back, success in the ground game. Fairly consistent performance emotionally. I thought it was a pretty good night. And, you know, as much as it can be when you've got a bunch of twos and threes and sometimes fours playing and you're not repping any of your starters, with the exception of, if you can make an argument, as a WR3, KJ Hamler being a starter. I like the fact that Hamler looked good. That was important. Right. I like the fact that McTelvin Aguim balled out he did knocked down a couple of passes yes he did he forced a fumble that turned into a recovery by the vikings then he was part of a forced fumble that baron browning returned for a touchdown i liked all of that i like the fact that the broncos bounced back after for lack of a better phrase a poor performance against the bills they answered the bell uh hackett was kind of in their kitchen Mm -hmm. following that loss saying that i want to apologize to the fans he got back in their kitchen again specifically the offense following a poor performance. Generally speaking, the team played a lot better. Wasn't crazy overall about their run defense, but their zone blocking seemed to be improved. Mike Boone, he ran the ball well. Some of the other backup running backs ran the ball well. As far as Hamler goes, looks like this guy's ready to go for the regular season. I caught up with him in the locker room following the game. Well, how'd you feel out there finally? Oh, I feel good. You know, it's very exciting to be back. And, um, you know, I'm blessed. You know, God put me in a position. You know, he gave me a little a little bump I had to get over. But, you know, it was, all, it was all worth it. One of your catches, you got popped pretty good. I know you don't want to get popped, but you kind of feel, I'm glad I got popped. Now I'm back. Oh, yeah. You know, I think we all need that little, you know. It wasn't really nothing to me. You know, I got right back up. Um, but, you know, just... Just that's football. You know, you just got to get back used to it. How important was it to you to be able to play in this game before the start of the regular season? Um, you know, I thought it was very important. You know, I really wanted to get in. You know, Hag didn't want to really play me. But, you know, I was just like, man, just let me get in. Um, let me get a few reps and, you know, just see if I'm still myself. I just want to be back to myself. Hamler, Sutton, Judy, Washington. Locks to make this team. Let's say there are two more roster spots open for wide receivers. Brandon Johnson. He's a guy that I think has a strong shot to make this team, but suffered a high ankle sprain following the game. Then you have Hinton, Williams, and Jalen Virgil. Pick two that you think will make the cut at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Brandon Johnson will somehow be a Denver Bronco. So you're suggesting makes the team or Puplist? I think Puplist for him. That would be my guess. Then of those three, (sighs) who are you picking I, th- I think I think Seth Williams is going to make this team. I do, too. I really do, which makes it even more interesting. Is 
Is Kendall Hinton a guy that they might try to run through waivers? Is Kendall Hinton a guy that maybe doesn't make the 53 coming out? You know, I don't know if, if there's been a lot of conversation about that. But don't you feel like if you've got Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Washington, Johnson, if you think Seth Williams is going to make this roster, I tend to, like you, um, I think there's a, I think there's a, a chance that Kendall Hinton doesn't make this roster. Who is the backup punt and kick returner on this team? Or who should it be? Let's say for the sake of argument, Hamler, Judy, Sutton go down, and then Washington becomes the number three option, and you don't want him to play special teams. No. I don't want to say now you're getting a thin at wide receiver. It, it, technically, you are. It looks like they have some depth there, but do you want Washington returning punts? And uh, that's a good question. Don't you? Isn't that kind of a, when we cross, we get to that bridge, we cross it? I don't think you make a roster decision based on who your backup return guys. I would be. agree. That'd be my thought. But, but but you have two guys out there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Hamler. No. But you have two. Well, you, you're doing it for two reasons, but more specifically, you're doing it for the reason, what if, listen, Sutton has had a torn ACL. Sure. He looks fine now, right? Yes. We don't, hopefully, Judy doesn't get injured. Mm-hmm. Hamler, you, you just don't know. You don't have 100% certainty. But I think Washington immediately jumps up to that number three role. And don't you want an apples to apples in terms of a guy returning kicks and punts? He's just as fast as Washington, probably just as fast as Hamler. And it's a pretty smooth transition. I know he made a mistake to start the game. But then again, if this is a regular season game, I, I don't think that play happens. I think he was trying to make something happen to impress and you hope in a regular season game he doesn't make that same mistake. Like you, I like Jalen Virgil. I really do. I like that speed. I, I, and I and he's got some size. Um, it comes down to upside or reliable route running. What do you want? Who has a better chance of clearing waivers? I think that Hinton has a better chance of clearing waivers than a guy who's six foot one and has a ton of speed because someone is going to put him on their practice squad. I'd be very surprised if he cleared waivers. I think you're right. I I would agree with that. The more I look at squeezing and crunching numbers, I think Kendall Hinton doesn't make the 53. That's my out there on a limb. I've got a couple of other names for you, too. Bring it. we got plenty of time. At least 30 seconds before we have to hit a break. So go. Okay. Where are we with Mike Purcell and Malik Reed? Well, two totally different positions. Right. But I mean, but I'm, I'm throwing out guys at the, at, at the decision line that are guys that can save you some money. If you think that you have suitable guys for them is Jonathan Cooper, a fifth, Edge rusher. How much are they saving with with two point four with Malik Reed? And how much are they saving with Purcell? Mm, I'd have to check it. Check out that on for me, you guys. Don't know. Well, you just throw that out there. What do you think? They're your Sherpas. Just yeah. Check it. Well, why don't you yeah. have the information at the ready? You knew you were going to say it. 
No. I expect a little bit more professionalism out of you. Well, you got half professionalism. That's true. $2.44 million on uh, on Malik Reed, who I, I think becomes expendable. I, if I had to pick between the two, it would be Malik I think Reed. you have more depth at outside linebacker yes. with your starting two with Gregory mm-hmm. and obviously with Chubb. And when I had a nice sit down with uh, Bradley Chubb following the game, you'll hear that next. Obviously you have Benito, right? Or, or you know, at the end of the day, he had two nice sacks at the end of the game, but even he's a guy, he's a guy, he's a guy that can help you. Maybe I, right. I don't know about immediately, but he's a guy and, and he's not going anywhere. Right. Plus, if we're going by what Nathaniel Hackett said after the Bills game, he's still at times playing like a rookie, which is not surprising because he is a rookie. You know, you have Baron Browning and you and you do have Cooper as well. As far as defensive line goes, and we'll talk probably more about this right after we do the Bradley Chubb interview. I thought that, and this is more of a tease than anything else, I thought they might have to look at the waiver wire and go after a so defensive I. lineman. I'm not so sure that is the case anymore. Do we have that information on Malik Reed? On, on, no, it would be on, on uh, Purcell. Mike Purcell. Oh, what were you asking? The His dead, dead cap? cap. Yep. It's uh, 1,548,000. Nothing. 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 You keep Purcell. Yeah, probably. You absolutely so. keep So coming up after the break, had a nice conversation with Bradley Chubb, and wait till you hear what he did following the game against the Vikings. He is ready to go for the yes, season. Yes, he is. At least after what he said he was going to do. That's nice. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com in the meantime. Got a great suggestion if you're thinking about lunch later today or maybe even dinner later tonight. You got to go to Windfall Brewing Company in the Orchard Tarn Center. I'm going to go up there for lunch on Thursday, and I cannot wait to get up there because I love a great meal. I love a great meal that is put together by an amazing chef. Their executive chef used to be the sous chef at Shanahan's, and everything on that menu is great. This is not bar food. This is not even upscale bar food. This is a menu that can be rated with some of the best menus in the city, and that is not an exaggeration. Plus, if you love beer, 17 craft brews on tap, you want entertainment every Saturday night in the Orchard Town Center from 6 to 8, they have live music, and that is right outside the patio for Windfall Brewing Company. It's just a fun place to go, great menu. And by the way, if you love to play games, they have 23 pinball machines, Pac-Man, Golden Tee, some of your favorite old-time arcade games. This place has something for everyone. Lunch, dinner, night out, Windfall Brewing Company. Again, you can find them in Westminster in the Orchard Town Center. Time now for the buzz. 
The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. A lot of talk this offseason. Who's going to be the head coach? Who's going to be the owner? Who's going to be the quarterback? We are two weeks away from the start of the season, and one guy who is absolutely ready to go for a lot of reasons, including being in a contract here, is Bradley Chubb. Caught up with him after the game on Saturday. So how do you feel that now the regular season is essentially here? Yeah, I mean, I feel good, man. I'm just ready to go. Uh, we've been preparing all camp and all offseason for the, you know what I'm saying, for these first couple weeks and then to carry that momentum on for the season. So just to have it finally be here and to not, you know what I'm saying, be practicing against each other, go out there and actually make some plays and do some good things, it's going to be fun. I know the thinking is, and you're going to say to me, it doesn't matter which quarterback we face, yeah. Geno Smith or Drew Locke, but you know Drew. Yeah. Are you kind of disappointed? Not that it's going to be Gino, but yeah. maybe you face a guy that you know and you kind of know his tendencies. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was looking forward to Drew. You know what I'm saying? For him, also just to earn that starting spot, but you know what I'm saying? Everything works how it's supposed to, but uh, just to be able to go out there and play a good quarterback in Geno Smith as well, I mean, it's going to be, I know we played him in the preseason the past couple of years, so I mean, I know the things he does, the things he's good at, so it's going to be fun to get after him. The coaching staff was not happy after the Bills game. Not at all. Watching what these guys did tonight, yeah. it seemed like they got the message yeah. loud and clear. Yeah, for sure. And they all responded, man. And I'm just so proud of the guys. And my position group, man, with probably, what, three or four sacks on our own and a, a touchdown and forced fumbles and just all the things we did as a, as a defensive unit as well, man. It was just good to see just to see us go through some adversity and be able to bounce back and you know, say, have a good outcome. I mean, I say this jokingly to you, Bradley, but Benito, the rookie, had a couple of sacks. Yeah. And Browning had, you know, stripped it, went to the end zone. I mean, yeah. your job could be in jeopardy, buddy. Hey, man, I, li- I like it. I love it, man. Just to have those guys pushing me every day. You know what I mean? It's going to get this whole room better. It's going to get everybody around uh, in that outside linebacker room better. So it's, it's fun to have those young guys doing great things, and I'm just going to continue to push them and, and have them do those great things because, you know what I'm saying, me and RG not going to be able to play every play, you know what I mean? So just have those guys with their confidence and have them build that up is going to be fun for, for that whole defense. When you got drafted, the saying was, okay, Vaughn's on one side, Bradley's on the other side, Vaughn's not here now. What is the difference between having Vaughn on one side and Gregory on one side? I mean, both great players, you know what I'm saying, playmakers, great players. Um, the things RG did in Dallas last year with making plays on the ball, getting interceptions, forced fumbles, all the t- type of stuff that, you know what I'm saying, Vaughn was doing as well. So uh, it's just a blessing to be able to play with uh, with two of those high-caliber guys like that, and they make me better each and every day. When you got here to this team, the Super Bowl wasn't a distant memory, yeah. but it was a few years after everything that you heard from Chris Harris and Tlaib and Vaughn, what it was like with Wilson here and Hackett here and Gregory here, do you kind of feel like, you know what, damn, this is my time now? No, honestly, man, I honestly do, man, just because uh, even when Vaughn, you know what I'm saying, when I talked to him in like, this offseason, he just kept saying it feels like y'all got the Super Bowl team, and, uh, and I feel like everybody around here actually believes it. I feel like in the past we said it, yeah, let's get to the Super Bowl, but nobody, like, felt it. Nobody believed it, nobody practiced it, nobody lived it. And uh, I feel like this whole offseason, this whole camp, everything has been – for that main goal, you know what I mean? Our main objective is to win the West, but once you do that, that's only one step in the process, and we got to just keep pushing for that for the big thing. We have known each other since the day you were drafted. You have always been a team guy first. You are a leader first as well, but you're also human, mm-hmm. and we don't know what next season is going to be. Yep. 
Is it hard not to think about it at times, privately? I mean, yeah, of course you can think about it at times, but uh, I feel like the greats, man, they just live up to the pressure and just, like, don't let it sit on them. You know what I mean? Don't let it sit in their head and don't let it dwell on them. And that's what I've been trying to do, man, just go out here each and every day and control what I can control. And I feel like if I do that, then everything's going to work out in my favor. A great season is winning a Super Bowl. Yep. But for you, individually, what's a great season? Uh, just however many sacks it takes for this team to, to get to that Super Bowl, to be honest with you, man. However many plays, interceptions, forced fumbles, whatever it, whatever it is, man, just to have this team go to that level. You know what I mean? Make the playoffs is my first thing. And then, uh, like I said, however many sacks, however many TFLs I got to have in order for us to do that, I'm going to be happy. It is cliched to expect a great year in a contract year. I think Bradley Chubb is going to give us a great year. Not a good year, a great year. This is getting out on the limb a little bit because really in his first year, he had that incredible season with 12 sacks. In the three seasons since then, he has eight and a half. Eight and a half sacks. He had none last year. He has been a poster child for a lack of health. He just hasn't had things go his way. Played only four games in his second year. Did play 14 in his third. Registered seven and a half sacks. Zero sacks in seven games last year. Look, this guy is at a very key crossroads in his career. It happens to be at a time where the Broncos are also at a crossroads. I'm betting on Bradley Chubb because I think his timing is perfect. The Broncos need it. Bradley Chubb needs it. I think it's kind of they come together, and I think it's going to be good for both sides. Barring injury, the Stars have a line yes. finally for Bradley Chubb to have a big year. To your point, and I don't think it's an unfair statement, going into a contract year, you want to put up huge numbers. Right. Okay? Winning's more important, but let's be honest, numbers are important too, especially when you want to get paid. So he's going into a contract here. Also, he needs to prove to everybody that he is fully healthy. That's number two. But this is why it sets up so well for Bradley Chubb. Because they have finally have an offense that could finally give this defense a lead where pass rushers have the opportunity to tee off. Following, you know, following our interview, he told me he's going to go home following the game and watch some Seahawks preseason to see if there are any tendencies. Honestly... I don't know what he's really going to get out of it when you throw vanilla defenses out there and they really aren't the same guys. But give him credit for wanting to work. Yeah, and that's worth a ton. Yep. And he would—he didn't say that he was just going to watch one. He's like, he's going to get film of all three games and just binge watch. You know what he's going to get out of it? I can see why Drew Locke's not starting. I think he probably knows that anyway. I think he probably did too. So, uh, cut down days, 2 o'clock tomorrow. You and I had conversations about what position groups potentially need to be upgraded once everybody hits the waiver wire from all of the teams. I think in order, you and I agreed, and correct me if I'm wrong, cornerback room had to be upgraded, defensive line needed to be upgraded, and then probably offensive line needed to be upgraded. Maybe inside linebacker. Okay. As well. How high up on the list is defensive line after watching a game? After knowing that Matt Henningsen, they really like him, 
and he has played well consistently throughout. You have a draft pick in Ioma Uwazurike. You got that no, right. No, yeah, did I? Uwazurike, yes. Uwazurike, thank yep. you. Well done. Okawebanam, Uwazurike, Ojemudie. How did I do? <laughs> Point is, lots of O's. They, they like Uwazurike, <laughs> and he's a draft pick. Yeah. And he has flashed at times. A Geem, or excuse me, a Geem was terrific. You still have Mike Purcell and Henningsen. I am not so sure they are looking to add to that room with those four guys, knowing that would be seven and you're probably taking six. You got an awful lot of guys about ready to be on waivers. You're going to, I mean, you're going to do your due diligence. And this is where you look to George Payton and that scouting room, that scouting group to do, to do their work. I mean, I would be surprised if they didn't pick up a couple of guys. I don't know where they're going to do it. I'd be, I, I, here's what I will say. I'd be surprised if one of them wasn't a corner. I think that they'd yeah. have to look in the corner uh, spot. And if they can find a good veteran corner, I think you add him. I think you do. Um, do you think Ndamukong Sue still has gas, gas left in the tank? Because he's available at defensive line. I just don't know. I, I don't know enough about him to answer that question. Yeah. yeah, I'm always cautious about names. Yep. And he's a he's a name, and he's a marquee grabber. Yeah. Is he a difference maker at this stage in his career? Well, hold on. He was okay last year. Okay. Yeah. At defensive tackle, he had six sacks. Yeah. How many tackles? Uh, he played 17 games. I. I'm guessing he was a rotational guy. Probably, right? Okay. He had 27 tackles. Okay, not but that's not bad, though. But that's not bad because nope. you're you're getting to the quarterback. Right. So you're probably situational. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a... Look, Ajim is a guy that... Do we just roll out the carpet for him based on the last game of the preseason? I don't know. He's playing. He was extremely active. He was playing for his job. He was playing for film, and, maybe. And he played well enough to get film on him to be picked No up. question. There is absolutely no way he gets through waivers. Hmm. Somebody, I think you're right. At the very least, someone will put him on their 53. Worst case scenario, he goes on somebody's practice squad. There's going to be a couple of guys that fans, if they have paid attention... Are going to be or have, are going to have to swallow hard on. That's always the way it is. Who cares, right? Exactly. Why, is it, why, why do I? Right. Why do you care if a fan swallows? Well, no, I know what I'm saying. It's, it's, is, it's, it's the old saying: if you if you listen to the fans as a GM, you're going to be sitting with the fans. Well, you don't listen to the fans. I'm just saying from a standpoint of when some of these when some of these cuts are made, yeah. there's going to be guys that people think, huh? What? Well. These are these are guys that are watched every single day, that are graded every single day, not just in exhibition games, but in practice. They are graded, and they are watched very, very carefully by scouts, by coaches, general manager, you name it. Guys are watching these guys every single day. Um, any of these cuts that are made are going to be made with Severe due diligence.
We have some breaking news. This is something we absolutely need to get to. And I got to tell you, this story honestly came out of nowhere. Okay. Papa John's now has a football-shaped pizza. Let me consider that for a moment. Is that going to make you want to get Papa John's pizza because it's shaped like a football? Hmm. No. Okay, coming up after the break, (laughs) Drew Locke. How disappointed are you that he is not going to be the quarterback two weeks from today? And are you still in the camp that he didn't get a fair shot? Please. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back, Goodman. Hurdle. Hurdle, right? Well, I mean, it was as of 30 seconds ago. Okay, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Before we get into what's trending, a couple of cool stories I want to uh, pass along. FanDuel Sportsbook yesterday gave a better in Michigan, a $13.49 free bet. The guy decided to take that $13.49. He parlayed four NASCAR drivers to finish in the top 10. Won nearly a million dollars. Wow. Fantastic. And by the way, uh, from now on, I would like to be known as Eric Pizza Goodman because <laughs> Jets cornerback Ahmad Sauce Gardner has signed a deal with uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. He now has his own signature sauce. That's cool. So if I changed my nickname from Goody to Pizza I am guessing. A well, pizza. you were just giving me pizza recommendations. Right. I am guessing that I will get my own pizza deal. One of which I wrote down because you sold it well. Thank you. All right. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to PinnacleDen.com. Geno Smith is going to be the starter against the Broncos two weeks from today. Uh, would you have made the same decision as Pete Carroll, Smith over Locke? How could you have not after watching Drew Locke play, or in I, his case, not play you mean against, on Thursday? You mean against third stringers? Yeah. When after three plus years in this career... He's doing he, the exact same things he, that he always he has. He still cannot figure out the defense, which is either zone or man, and he throws to the wrong guy. Can't read it at the line of scrimmage. Uh... Still throwing, not getting his feet. His, he has monstrous feet issues. Throwing off of his back foot, counting on his arm strength, throwing it to the other guy, then gives you just a little morsel. Hits a guy in coverage over his shoulder, beautiful touchdown pass, and you're thinking, ah, 
that guy can really, he can really do it. He can really spin it. You know who Drew And L- then he spins it to the other guy yeah. another couple of I'll times. I'll tell you who Drew Locke is because he is so tantalizing and so tasty. It's kind of like having four pieces of chocolate in front of you. Mm. What kind of chocolate do you like? Dark. Me too. Good for you. Dark chocolate. And I'm guessing you like red wine too. I do. Right. It's an acquired taste, red wine and dark mm-hmm. chocolate. I'm the same guy. So picture four pieces of dark chocolate in front of you, and you love dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. But one of them in the batter was X-Lax. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you look at all four, but you want that chocolate so badly, you're willing to roll the dice you're and gonna say- You're going to give it a try. <laughs> you're going to say, I'm going to eat three of them and roll the dice that I don't have the one mixed with X-Lax. That is Drew Locke. Wow. We used X-Lax and Drew Locke as a comparison in the same sentence. What do you suppose that really means? Well, both like to run. Oh, wow. He's here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Proceed at your own caution. Look, Drew Locke. I I don't want to hear he didn't get a chance. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No, no, no. In fact, I was going to pile on my my <laughs> disclaimer. My disclaimer, very simply, on, on Drew Locke is this, and I th- and I'll he's bet you kid. you agree. He's, he's a, a hell kid. of a good kid. Great kid. He really is. He's fun to talk to. Yep. He's got a devil may care kind of attitude. Kind of like during COVID I, when he well, you know, yeah, that held, was unfortunate. Meeting that happened to be on tape. <laughs> that was unfortunate. He acted like a kid. Right. But he but he's an enjoyable guy to talk to. He yep. really is. And he, but he has gotten as many chances as just about anyone I've been around to make it as a quarterback in the NFL. I get it. Four different coordinators in three years with the Broncos. I get it. He's had a lot of messages and a lot of voices. But you know what? You got to overcome that. You got to know You've the difference got- between man and zone. And I mean, if you can't figure that out, you're going to you, make two or three mistakes. If you again. can't read things at the line of scrimmage, if you can't read the field at the line of scrimmage, which I think he's never really done very well, you're going to have a problem functioning in this league. And then on top of it, with double indemnity, if you've got the great arm strength, which by the way he does, yep. it's always the fallback. By God, I'll fit it into a tight spot. By God, there's a defender there. I'll just throw it through him to my guy. Guess what? These guys are NFL guys trying just as hard on the other edge. Doesn't happen that way. Here's the thing. Do you remember what his uh, final stats were uh, for the preseason? Well, I know. Okay. So his touch. So he threw four touchdown passes and four interceptions. Three interceptions. Three interceptions. Four more touchdown passes, I believe, than Geno Smith. And three more interceptions than Geno Smith. Well, I'll be an idiot and say this. He I gives, believe that was the case. He gives Seattle, because of the lightning in the bottle potential, mm-hmm. he actually gives Seattle, I think, a better chance to beat the Broncos on Same opening night. Give, be, using the catching fire or lightning in a bottle, Yep. Uh, he gives Seattle a better chance than Geno Smith to beat the Broncos on opening night because he, but he also gives the Broncos a better chance to blow them out. 
Well, yeah, he does. It's a feast or famine thing with, with, with him because he can be the kind of guy like he was at Houston back in year one, the end of year one, where he was otherworldly. I'll make this he was fantastic. I'll make this real simple. I've said this before. I understand he played better when Rich Scangarello was here, but Rich Scangarello <clears throat> made it easy for him because he had to. And he said, Drew, I'm going to put all the receivers in one zone on the field, and you can pick who you want to, so you don't have to scan the field. So only has to look at one third of the field. But you can't operate a football team you that way for that. 17 games. Right. Eventually, the guy has to be thrown from the nest, learn how to fly. You got to scan the whole field. The last two seasons, and please don't throw Josh Allen at me. Very different guys. You can't have a guy who over the last two seasons is essentially one-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. It's great that he has thrown three touchdown passes, but you can't throw three interceptions as well. Because over the last two seasons, his career, 25 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. The thing is, his processor just isn't there. And if you can't figure that out by now, I can't help you. If you believe Drew Locke is a really good NFL quarterback, and by the way, doesn't look like he's progressed, great guy, then you also believe that Tim Tebow should have been the quarterback over Peyton Manning. And you know what? There are actually people who believe that. Well, Time now for to let you know what's coming up on Just In Case You Missed. Serena Williams is making what's expected to be her final U.S. Open appearance, and the top 10 players on NFL's top 100 list have been released. Who were they? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public go to rmfp.com. Broncos have to cut 27 players by two o'clock tomorrow. Guessing we will have some news today. Uh, with that, uh, don't forget to follow Bruce, myself, Zach Seegers, Cody Rourke, Mile High Sports. We will keep you up to date on everything that is going on with the Broncos as we get ready for cut down day. The season starts two weeks from today. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament officially begins today, and Serena Williams is making what's expected to be her final appearance there, a tournament she has won six times in the past. What will Serena's lasting legacy look like, and is there anyone she can pass the torch onto? I don't know the game well enough to know the answer to that last question about turning, uh, carrying on the torch. It'll be I, a woman. Right. 
That's my prediction. Okay. Uh, I do know this. She's in a sport, by the way, that's pretty damn deep. When you start thinking about Martina Navratilova, Margaret Court, uh, Chris Everett Lloyd, uh, there's a lot of places that you can go. There's nobody like Serena. Uh, Maybe the most dominant tennis player of all time. You could at least have a discussion with her name in it. Well, look at her. Look at her majors. I Period. Think the, the, there's only one person who might have more majors. Is Margaret Court? I don't know who it is. I'll tell you this though: uh, whether you like Richard Williams or not, give him credit for knowing his children, who he loves both equally. Yeah. But he is the one who said, at the young ages of both girls, Serena will be a more accomplished tennis player than Venus. And Venus burst onto the scene. Everybody said, oh, my God, who is this? But it's Richard Williams who said, my youngest will be the most accomplished, and he was right. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good one-two punch right there, Venus and Serena. No question. Are they the best sibling set of athletes of all time? Or would you go Peyton Elon? Or would you go some somebody else? I don't know how to compare tennis and football. Oh, just in terms of accomplishments. Yeah, I mean, don't. I don't know. I mean, that'd be pretty close between those two, don't you think? I would go Serena and Venus. I think probably so. And this is the reason why. Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning. I don't need to, you know, tell you about his resume. People might be upset with me, specifically Giants fans. I understand that Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. He was a marginal quarterback his entire career. He was as good as Joe Flacco, and that is it. He he did very well in two playoff runs. Other than that, for a guy in a passing era to have a quarterback rating of 86, I'm sorry, is not Hall of Fame material. But because he played in New York, he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I'm sorry, I agree with Deion Sanders. This is not the Hall of Very Good. It's the Hall of Great. He did beat Tom Brady twice in Super Bowls. He had two great runs. Tyreek Hill essentially will put Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame because of a crazy, unbelievable catch. David Tyree? David Tyree, not, Ty- not Tyreek Tyree Hill. Kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tyreek Tyree. Hill did not play for the Giants. I will, say, I will say this with only a slight pushback. Only a slight one. If you... It's the end of his career that really dropped pushed him back to average middle of the road. He really... The end of his career? Towards the end of his career. Really? Yeah, towards the end of his career, he was very pedestrian, Eli Manning. There was a time when he was... He was it was okay. He was pretty darn good. And you, and you can't take away two Super Bowl championships. That's worth something. He's not a guy that just mistakenly fell into one you know he's in a a passing league Mm -hmm. where all the rules benefit the offense if i am not mistaken i'm looking at it right here his quarterback rating was never over 94 in one season in one season it was never over that his touchdown to interception ratio not not even close to being two to one he played a lot of years he threw up for a lot of yards And his completion percentage was 60%. He never topped out over 64% 
completion. So in that metric, never over 64%. And you need to be at least 65 to be considered really, really good in this league because of the way this game is now set up for offense. Touchdown intercept early on in his career. Uh, I don't know, fourth year in his career, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Okay. Uh, a couple years later, 31 touchdowns, 25 interceptions. 29 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. In 2013, 18 touchdowns, 27 interceptions. He was never, ever considered for the MVP. His numbers outside of passing yards were never that great. His completion percentage wasn't very good. His um, quarterback rating wasn't very good. Touchdown interception ratio wasn't very good. He had two great playoff runs. When we talk about Hall of Famers, I'm getting on a rant here. Mm-hmm. It's the old saying, can you write the story of the NFL without him? Yes, you cannot run. You cannot You cannot talk about the story of the NFL without him for this reason. He beat Tom Brady twice. One of them was should have been an undefeated season. That's it. He won two Super Bowls. And he, and he, but, and, but he was a guy. He was just a guy up until 2013, from 2014 to 2019, he only had one winning season, one winning season, 11 and five in 2016. Other than that, you know what his overall record is? as 117, a 117. That's a hall of famer. I didn't say that it was. No, but I'm saying to anybody who believes that it is. His career record was 117 wins, 117 sure. losses. Completion percentage, 60%. That's a Hall of Famer? No. Please. Quarterback rating over the course of his career was 84. That's a Hall of Famer? Come on. I know New York, you want to get your guys in there, but give me a break. The argument will always be two Super Bowls. Fine. There's plenty of other things that make an argument. It's a team sport. His defenses were pretty good, too. Always had a pretty good running game. And David Tyree is the reason why he will go into the Hall of Fame. Iconic moment. Those are worth something. Shouldn't be necessarily always. Bill Mazeroski is in the Baseball Hall of Fame because he hit a home run at Pittsburgh at Forbes Field to beat the Yankees in Game 7. He was a tremendous double play combination guy, but probably based on his career, maybe not. Maybe a, an arguable Hall of Famer. Yeah, he had a 260 batting average. Yeah. And Second a, baseman. You don't expect him to have a lot of power. No. And, and I get that. But and, a little more than that. But he was a very good double play combination. But he was an all star one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. He's more accomplished than. Eli Manning is. Well, he had a moment, too. Eli Manning had a moment. He and David Tyree had a moment. It was, that is a Super Bowl moment that will live on. You think about that moment. I'm not making an argument for Eli Manning. He's a four-time Pro Bowler, never made an All-Pro. Right. Certainly not part of He's an not a Hall of Famer. No, but he will go in. First ballot. Ooh. And he shouldn't. Ooh. Because he played in New York. Hmm. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, hmm. just in case you missed it. They deliver to the entire metro area. Every delivery over 100 bucks is free. All Spanish wines, if you like Spanish wine, 15% off on 750-milliliter bottles. CY Westward calls them the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Check them out off of Colfax or go to ArgonautLiquor.com. We are off on a Monday. Tomorrow is cut-down day. We'll have plenty of news for you 
guessing, unfortunately, a bunch of guys will be put on waivers. For Zach, Alex, Bruce, I'm Eric. Make it the best possible day you can.